Hey guys, GBC Podcast number 30. I'm Courtney Weiss. I'm Shane Blankenship. Hey, we're getting there. We are. Number 30. 30 is 33.333%. There you uh, go. Yeah, that's right. We are getting there. So how was your weekend? Good? It was good, yeah. We um, we just stayed at home. So the weather's was awesome this weekend. I know. Um, it was cool, so it kind of felt like fall. So we built a fire, and hung outside, and... Did any... in the morning, went out with coffee and set up <sighs> back, you know. We didn't have a soccer game this weekend, so it was awesome. Got the extra day with Labor Day, so yeah, it's a, it was a good weekend. I've got a funeral today, though, for a soldier that was killed um, in a motorcycle accident Friday night, and um, so, um, so anyways, that was, I mean, it's part of the job. It's, it's hard, part of, yeah. part of the Part of the ministry job, whether it's military or, or you know, here, civilian. Um, but, um, so that kind of throws some work into the weekend Mm -hmm. don't get to rest as much as you 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 know would want to or that maybe that I would have wanted to but it's all right I mean it's part of it we still had a great time hanging out with the family I know you have to do that today well um we'll just kind of get to it today I I I'm still in Elijah but I feel like it sort of goes with like a lot of your messages from the past and it's just um a good example for us to follow about how we need to trust god with everything Mm -hmm. and i was sitting there reading elijah and i'm like these ravens were feeding elijah and i just started thinking about the the type of bird and like they're kind of gross right they're like the scavengers or like the one like kind of like the ones that come and eat your trash through through the trash bag if your (laughs) big huge trash can is overflowing i just was thinking those birds brought him food every morning and every evening, and he was okay with that. Yeah, and I know I was looking at it differently, but go no. Ahead. But I think the, I think the um, the idea of the raven um, bringing in food there. I mean, the raven is pretty much like you know the catfish of the air, yeah, you know, or the shrimp <laughs> of the air. Um, the the, uh, the you know the dirtiest bird, um, especially in, bird. in the in the the Jew's mind, um, the Hebrew people's mind, um, is bringing him food to eat. What I th- what I think is powerful though is that God's directing this. Um, you know, it's not something that's just happening, and and you know, people are trying to figure out what in the world is going on. No, Elijah knows that God is directing this, and of all the birds that, that he could have used, uh, used. I mean, he could have he could have commanded you know turtle doves to bring it. You know, he could have commanded <laughs> pigeons. He could have commanded eagles or you know birds of prey. But no, he's he's directing these scavengers, um, if you will, to bring him food. Um, and I, I don't know necessarily why, uh, but I do think it's interesting that God, you know, we say all the time, God can do anything and he can use anything. Waymaker. He certainly, he certainly does here. Um, and maybe I think sometimes God is, is, is making a point and proving a point, but he, this is, this is how he does it. This is how he chooses to do it. Um, you know, he, he does this un, um, unconventional um, way of providing um, yeah. to still make known. And still show that he's a provider. Well, and that you you can trust me. Like mm-hmm. I will take care. Like there wasn't a morning that God didn't send the ravens with food. That's there right. wasn't an evening until until the the brook dried out. I guess then it stopped. Right. Mm-hmm. But um, I think the way I was looking at it, and of course I would because I'm not you, and this is why we do this <laughs> podcast together. But um, I was just thinking that you know God had given Elijah the message that he should go talk to the king. 
and and tell the king, come on, help me out. What did he say? It's not going to rain for. Yeah, basically he says um, it will neither do nor rain by my word. So like you know, think about this morning. You wake up and the dew's all over the ground and all over your car. Uh, there's moisture in the air. Nothing. And and yeah, Elijah basically says because you will not come back to God, because you won't listen, um, because you want to to choose and walk in in the way that they were walking. So, you know, um, Ahab is married to Jezebel. Jezebel is, you know, famous for worshiping uh, false gods. They lead the whole people of Israel astray in that. So God is using Elijah to call them back. They don't want to hear it. And so um, basically Elijah says, well, then here's what's going to happen. This is what God says. God says, I'm, I'm withholding all the dew, all the rain, all the moisture, everything that is going to be required for life. I'm going to hold it back. Um, and it's not going to fall again, Elijah says, until until I give the word. And now that's not his power. That's God. You know, God will speak through Elijah and say, okay, now it's time to tell him it's going to rain. Totally. And I guess like the way I was thinking about it is like if God had given me that message and I went to somebody, I don't know, the governor, the president, <laughs> I don't know. And I, and I said that I'd be like um, almost kind of like a horse in a stall. Like, let me in, God. Like, is this all like if, if I had that kind of message, I'd be so excited and then all of a sudden God's like, so then you're going to go hide. You're, you're going to go to this brook where, you know, you're going to be by yourself and the ravens are going to come feed you. And I was like thinking, although you mm-hmm. had a way better perspective, but I just was thinking from Elijah's perspective, was he let down? Was he like, God, is that all you want me to do? And how many times in life we just look up and we're like, are you for real? But you had a better understanding of the scripture and so you kind of were like well Elijah probably felt really blessed Mm -hmm. I mean I think so because I think it's easy to get in the perspective that that you were at because I think people do that all the time I think people you know get to a place where they're like you know God is this it is this all you want from me Um, Ravens is this this all you've got you know and uh, because people are happy with their life or they're unhappy with where they're at or they're just not they're not finding satisfaction I think a lot of times in those situations um just because maybe if you're listening, you're, you even find yourself in the, with that kind of frustration. I think we get focused on the wrong thing. You yeah. know, and we're thinking about vocation and we're thinking about maybe what we don't have um, and what we think God is not doing and we miss what he is doing. We miss, uh, and we miss even the greater part of fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter, right? The pioneer and perfecter of our faith um, and following in him and finding that satisfaction through him so that we understand, you know, whatever you do um, in word or deed, do do it as if you were doing it for the Lord. Mm-hmm. So um, that doesn't matter whether you're working at a church um, or working at a CrossFit gym or working at the Bowling Green Fire Department or wherever you are. Jesus says, whatever work you do, you do it as if you're doing it for me. And that ought to change the way you work. That ought to change how you live, all of those things. Mm-hmm. So I think that we get caught up in that. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of where that perspective comes from. But I think it's, it's a important. very earthly perspective, and I'm so First, glad that no. you have this different. Well, with Elijah, um, I think it's it's a little bit different because, I mean, the ancient world is not unfamiliar with drought and famine. Right. And I think we are because we're so blessed in the United States. Totally. Now, if we lived in Africa. This made me speak even more la- loudly to us. You know, mm-hmm. if we lived, we lived in whatever the what do they call it between the latitudes where the you know all the desert area of the world. I forget what the the lat- they they've got a they've got a saying for it, but it covers like. You know, um, Africa and Asia and parts of Mexico or whatever is included. It's it's where a lot of desert is. Okay. Um, but anyways, if you're if you're dealing with that, if you're living in that area and you've had to deal with drought or mm-hmm. famine, um, and, and in this instance, drought causes famine, right? Mm-hmm. Um, no water, no rain, no life causes famine. Right. Food sources go away eventually, um, and very quickly apparently. So, I mean, put it in that perspective. 
And I think if you're if you're realizing God's bringing a famine, God's bringing a drought to get His people to come back to Him and turn around. Right. And Elijah will not be starved in the famine because God's going to provide for him, mm-hmm. even in this unconventional, you know, make Hebrew people cringe kind of way. Well, and two, and this this may not just correct me if I'm wrong. You know, with him being the CrossFit prophet, you know, he's mm-hmm. like slaughtered this bull by himself, you yeah. know, years later, weeks later uh, on top One of One chapter Mount later in First Kings, but three years later. But yes. like God knows that uh-huh. and Elijah didn't, but like he, he needed to keep eating. He needed his strength. Absolutely. He, but, and I, I'm just like, Elijah didn't know any of that. He just was trusting that the ravens were going to come in the morning mm-hmm. and the, ra- the dirtiest, nastiest birds were going to come in the evening and it... That's just, what, are they, what are they bringing though? This is this is what I think is is so incredible. Um, so here's here's what here's what it says NIV. Um, you will drink from the brook, and I have directed the ravens to supply you with food there. So he did what the Lord had told him. He went to Kareth Ravine east of the Jordan and stayed there. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning, and bread and meat in the evening. Mm-hmm. And he drank from the brook. They didn't bring him ingredients. They brought him the food. Yeah. Where to get it? Uh, right, like straight from heaven. Right, yeah. I mean, we're, we're angels preparing bread. bread. Yeah, they didn't bring him flour and you know, yeast or whatever. We know what I was <laughs> like, thinking, but like before, like if I just didn't read this part at all, I was thinking like a dead fish. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just something that he'd have to prepare himself. I don't know, like something that a raven would mm-hmm. would pick up, like some kind of meat from an animal yeah. is what I was thinking. But then you read that and you're like, God. So I just wrote, I wrote down the word supplied. And I think it actually says that in the scripture. Like mm-hmm. it's from God. Like that'd be like you coming to my house and I'm going to supply, I'm going to give you the food. Like I'm going to make you the bread. Like that's, yeah. it's, it, it was, it's an, it's an amazing thing when you think about it. And I think of how many times in the Bible that God always makes something out of nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, like the ravens are bringing him amazing bread from heaven. Yep. And then it transitions from there. Cause when you finish up with the ravens, um, verse seven, it says sometime later. So how much time? I don't know, but three years pass in the course of chapter 17. Um, so it's you know, a long time. It's a long time. Um, sometime later, the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. Um, then the word of the Lord came to him, go at once to Zarephath in the region of Sidon and stay there. I have directed a widow there to supply you with food. So in one place, the, um, the provision dries up and God moves him. And even Jesus talks about this um, in basically an argument, if you will, with Pharisees. He says, um, you know, during the time of Elijah, of all the widows that God could have sent Elijah to, mm-hmm. to be provided for and provided through, um, were there no widows in all of Israel? In other words, were there no widows among the Hebrew people? And the answer was, well, of course there was. Mm-hmm. But God sent him to Zarephath, to a Gentile. I know, it's like... But like, how do, looking at our lives today, how do I, um, do you know what I'm saying? Like, how do I make that an example out of our own lives? Like looking for an unlikely Unlikely, unconventional means. Um, Yeah. I mean, there's certain, I think certainly something, you know, particular and special about Elijah and what God is, is is showing us and, and illustrating through his life of his provision. And I think, I bet I think it does happen that way. I think that God can sometimes provide in unexpected, um, unconventional ways that we're like, you know what, I, I didn't think about that or I wouldn't have thought through that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So th- this isn't like, um, you know, I need food for my life situation, but I think this is, this will speak to it a little bit. A few weeks ago, um, maybe three or four weeks ago at church, 
uh, Chris and Emily were up on stage. Um, and I was actually talking about Chris and Emily a couple weeks ago about when I was talking about the people who were, um, they were making bets on who, how many people they could bring oh, to church yeah. and then, yeah. you know, the cost is lunch that day. Um, anyways, but Chris plays the cello. Emily plays the violin. Emily's at Western. Um, Chris is at the Gatton Academy at Western. Um, so he's still, you know, even a high school student. These guys play unbelievable, mm-hmm. you know, cello, classical instruments, cello and, and um, violin. Well, the service that we had that Sunday, so when we do once a month or so, we do an acoustic set because we have to actually. Um, we don't we don't have enough drummers to keep rotating, and so it kind of works out where about once a month um, we don't have a drummer, so we just do acoustic. Um, and on the acoustic sets, we bring in Chris and Emily. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so powerful. Like, it's moving. I mean, I, there are probably some people who would argue those are the best services. Um, they there, There's something about the notes that that cello hits that I you know, get raises. Yeah, absolutely. It gets people goosebumps, yeah, raises I the mean, hair off their, you know, the back of their neck. Um, it draws people in. And that's all by design. You know, God made us that right. way. Um, that's why it's kind of universal to everybody. So I made the comment um well, I think I, you know, said, you know, isn't that amazing? Everybody kind of clapped, you know, it does such a good job. But, but the comment that I made was, we couldn't have picked this. Like, we couldn't have made this up. We couldn't, if, if I was sitting down and going, okay, if I could have the Dream Team praise band or whatever, if they're even, you know, why would you waste your time on that? But if you, but if you, if you could say, sit down and think, okay, this is what I think we need. This is what it should look like. Be cool you, if we had this. You wouldn't have thought. Wouldn't have thought Chris. Yeah. That God brought Chris. Mm-hmm. And so again, that's not a, that's not a provision of food and sustaining life. Um, but it's a different kind of provision that I think is just as powerful. And here's this, um, you know, incredible musician who's on the stage who has become, you know, really involved in the life of the church, bringing people. Um, which is you know, what we try to get church people to do all the time is bring bring people. Yeah. Um, who's excited about that? We couldn't have, we couldn't have picked that. God did that. God orchestrated that without us going. All right, I think we need Chris, or I think we need someone like Chris. Mm-hmm. So. Well, and I I think 